smell what the rock is cooking? Hello, Wrong welcome show, to bitch. Cave Crisis. What? Uh, huh? Wrong show. I mean, we started like the uh, main event of. Oh yeah. <laughs> wait a sec! Wait a sec! We're gonna restart the match right here. That's called a dusty finish when that happens. But uh, anyways. Why, did, why is your microphone making a bunch of noises? I, I want to play with it. You shouldn't play with it. All right. Anyway, guys, hey, this is Cave Crisis, the uh, comic book podcast about sequential art, graphic novels, and other things. And boob windows. <laughs> and boob windows. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have a... Power Girl no longer has her boob window. Her new but who does? Someone has a giant boob window. Mm, Somebody from know. DC. Crap, who are they? Um, uh, part of the New 52. New 52. Son of a B. It's one. Starfire? Girl. Oh. No, it's not. I no. Starfire's basically nude all the time. Starfire? Mm-hmm. Not familiar. Um, I'm not that familiar with Starfire. I haven't uh, read the Teen Titans really didn't except you for watch the, the cartoon stuff. No, I didn't. Mm. But did you hear they canceled Young Justice? That's for the news section, oh, Chris. My bad, my bad. And that's that is my co host spoiling the show. I'm sorry. Christopher, Chris, and <laughs> Yes. Hey. Hi. Hi. And then we also have the our good buddy. And host of the cheap podcast on the Laser Time Network, mm-hmm. Dave, Dave, Dave Rudden. <laughs> Thank you. No, it's Dave, 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 Dave Rudden. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> See, I knew we got something wrong. Uh, Dave the Minister ba- Batista. What was Batista? Was he the minister? Like, I think he was. He was first the in- deacon. Yeah, he was the deacon. The minister was was Devon. Uh, testify, not- testify. Save it for the cheap podcast. Uh, which sorry, I'm giving, new, the, I'm giving new, these guys a taste of the cheap podcast. Is right there a now. new one coming out around the time this one does? Yes. Davy Pants? Uh-huh. Awesome. Mm. Possibly before. Mm. I don't know. Cheappodcast.com. Mm. Yeah. But on this week's episode, we are going to start like we always start, and the way I like starting, which is uh, mm. what you've been reading, guys. I'm going to start first. Go for it, Henry. Well, I, first off, read Superior Spider-Man number two. And Me too. It was really good. It was. I it, liked it a lot. I liked the the covers misleading. Yes. Um, yeah. And I thought it was too soon to do what they did in the, in the first issue, which mm-hmm. is to reveal the ghost of Peter Parker <laughs> right. still talking to the Doc Ock Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But they did something very interesting with it and sort of let know that, well, no, this is a part of his subconscious. Yeah. Peter is a main character in the book still. It's not that he's yeah. going to pop up every once in a while. He's there he's, the whole time. Yeah. He's there the whole time saying Peter Parker stuff. And it's fun. And he's not going to ha- be having internal dialogues with Doc Ock's brain. Yeah. They're two separate they're minds. Two separate minds, but it just—it's one thing that Peter Parker is like something that eats at uh, Doc Ock's conscience, mm-hmm. and we get to see a visualization of that. It's yeah. Like, I'd say there was a bunch of people who misunderstood why Six Feet Under was awesome, <laughs> and a lot of that came from well, they talk to dead people. Like they never mm. talk to dead people. It's like the dead people they're fixing up are yeah. causing them to have some internal monologue and that's emphasized on television mm-hmm. by them talking to the dead person. So then every other show's like, well, they'll just talk to dead people. Yeah. And when you watch Dexter, like it's literally a conversation with his dead dad. Ugh. Every episode. Yeah, who he just I that's why I stopped watching. And because, I hated it. Uh, it always, I love James Remar. Yeah. There's two but, characters in Django Unchained. But wait, who's the second character? I don't know, but he's killed in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then he's part of a gang later on. That film is cut up weird. Like, there's weird yeah. scenes where I'm like, "This seems this is an odd time to cut." It, well, it's it was they talked about doing the Kill Bill Volume One and Two mm-hmm. thing, and then I'm like, "Wait, there's the girl from Death Proof mm-hmm. with the face covered." Obviously, I, I don't even know why they left what they did in because yeah. there's a ton of stuff that was filmed. 
Yeah, they should just uh, based around what's behind maybe, her bandage and what she does. Yeah, that character and, does nothing like that. But yeah. all those characters who yeah, get killed such very cool, quickly do there's, something. There's such a cool lineup, and then he just opens the door like D'Artagnan, you blam, 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 dead. Like what? And when I watched them, I was like, what a waste of characters. And it, I wrote it off as just the way Tarantino writes. Sometimes he mm-hmm. just goes. I create all these beautiful things. I'm not even going to fucking use them because I can. <laughs> it also, They're dead. They didn't even get a good scene. It also made me, I know with a little bit of work, I can work on the perfect Christopher Waltz impression. I'm officially there. He now has the same American accent. Or something I like to acquire. <laughs> um, I detest slavery. I, <laughs> <laughs> but if I can make it work to my advantage, then I, I shall. I can make it work to my advantage. I shall do so. I, <laughs> they, they they call you the small Jew. You do not. Uh, <laughs> that does not define you. <laughs> ah, that's a bingo. <laughs> that's a bingo. God, we just say bingo. <laughs> All right, well, superior. One more. Down. One more. Okay, go for it. Go for what? <laughs> You'll be shot for that. <laughs> nah, I'll be chewed out. Probably chewed out. Probably. <laughs> I, 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 make, uh, I don't know if it's. I'd make that trade. I'd make that trade. <laughs> I don't know if it's damnation on the way he plays these characters, but I cannot tell which lines were which. Mm-hmm. Which lines uh-huh. were inglorious and which lines oh. were dead? Oh no, no. I mean, I he, think that was intentional. Like he does the same. Well, he, you know, he does the same American accent for the most part. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's playing a villain in one case and a hero well, in the other. I also think that was intentional. That Tarantino was like saying, "Here, I made him play a, the totally vile Nazi mm-hmm. that you're supposed to hate, and he's a true. Well, he actually isn't much of a true believer in Nazis, but but that's why he definitely agrees. That's why with he's it. more hateable. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't even believe in being a Nazi. <laughs> well, meanwhile, in then he, I think the joke is, or part of it is the joke that in Django Unchained, he's he's the most progressive person yeah. there, and the German as the outsider is like, you guys are treating people <laughs> equal, like this is horrible. Like, and also, did you notice that his name is Doctor King? Yes, eh? of course I did. Who didn't? Who caught that? Uh, All right, Doctor King. <laughs> But more so, anyway, about Dr. Octopus. Uh, so, yeah, I really, it gave the the new status quo in Superior 2 gives Peter a character. He's still in there saying funny things. And I also really like the bit that with um, Doc Ock, like, this is what I love about Dan Slott in general, mm-hmm. is that he pulls out little bits of Spider-Man history and he doesn't make them so people who aren't giant nerds like me wouldn't get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the the scene of having the living brain who Spider-Man fought in Amazing Spider-Man number eight and never showed up again mm-hmm. is now the servant robot of Dr. Octopus, <laughs> I did Spider-Man. Not know that. That's says, really funny. Who responds to every question starting with click, click, whirr. <laughs> yes. yes, master. <laughs> because he's running off of, of, <laughs> of, of cards, of punch I, cards. I did not know that. Uh, the living brain. Uh, so yeah, and and lastly, that people seemed like there was this whole di- when that cover came out for mm. Superior Spider-Man Two. Not unlike uh, we see in other industries, we're not going to name, but when people in the comic book press mm-hmm. saw that cover, they're like, "This is rape. He's raping," <laughs> and they started this whole conversation. 
And what they should have done is been like, maybe don't jump to a fucking conclusion from a, a cover because comic book covers always lie. Mm-hmm. They always lie. Ooh, I can go into like, that with what Do I they would... feel like they've never read a comic book before? And then, of course, in Superior Spider-Man, guess what? They they walk oh up to that edge and they don't... They don't I'm not going to fully spoil but what you think happens doesn't happen. It doesn't happen and it's really interesting and it's yeah. making Doc Ock Spider-Man even more interesting... Yeah, I think Peter Parker's always been entertaining, mm-hmm. but the Doc Ock character is definitely more interesting. Yeah, I also love there is a line in it where Peter Parker says what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I was saying when I read issue one of like he's talking like a supervillain. Why don't people notice this? <laughs> but they do. Yeah, they oh, go Parker like does. that's kind of weird, but mm-hmm. oh well. Anyway, see, so, yeah, uh, I read that. Really enjoyed. Really enjoyed that issue and where they took. The the big mislead. It's it's great. It's fleshing yeah. out that character into something entirely different. I really I mean, because like if, if it was just Doc Ock in Spider Man's body being Doc Ock, it'd be boring. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be totally predictable. Different. Predictable stories aren't entertaining. Exactly. Uh, and so, actually, Volume Three or Issue Three comes out. Normally, they space out two weeks apart, but Issue Three comes out next week. So oh, great. I mean, it, I'm that, super I mean, that was the one that was kind of the most agonizing. Of the wait. Yeah. 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 Well, that is what. Well, that's another thing too. People are just so. They want everything at once now. They don't want a cliffhanger. Cliffhangers well, are evil I don't to them. Think that sh- I think I don't wait every month for a podcast or uh-huh. a TV show. I'll it, wait it, two it, weeks for Spider-Man. It ends two. with a satisfying conclusion. I think it's terrible. I totally agree. Brett was saying that, too. It, it, it doesn't I, fall in line with the way I consume modern entertainment. Okay. Yes. Oh, I think weekly is perfect. I would settle for weekly yeah. updates. Two weeks is almost too much. Beyond two weeks, a month for mm-hmm. any comic does feel like it's weird. And now I've, I've, I wasn't able to retain storylines as well until mm-hmm. I just had to build the practice for myself of going back and reading the last four pages of the last issue because odds are I'm not going to fucking remember what happened. Yeah. Oh, and the one other thing I read mm. that technically isn't a comic book, but is com- it has a comic inside of it, and it's published by a comic book company. Mm-hmm. The Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia came out this week. Tell me everything. So Dark Horse published it. They've started publishing a lot of uh, high-level art books that used to just stay Japan only. Mm -hmm. And this came out over a year ago in Japan. Finally came out here. It's a full art book, over 200 pages. Like 60 pages are about Skyward Sword. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another 70 pages are about art from all these other different books. And then the, I'd say the prime piece of real estate in it is the 60 pages that explain in full detail the exact Zelda timeline. Like it tells you the order everything happened in Zelda. Well, that was a long time. Was that a long time? Well, yes. Over a year ago when it was published in Japan, there were, you know, translated Mm -hmm. things of it, but it just gave you. It gave you the chart. It just said, here's yeah. a chart. This is where it splits there. But in this, it's, very com- it's 60 pages long and tells you exactly how it goes. It's very comic booky in that the, the timeline splits yes. off depending on whether Link is successful in what? Link mm-hmm. to the past? or Whether uh, whether he stops Ganon as, as young Link, uh-huh. whether he stops Ganon in the alternate, uh, in the dark timeline mm-hmm. as old Link, or whether he dies as old Link. So... Oh. And then, Those the, are the then there are like three splits. other games that split off from there. No, there's and no splits after that split. Ocarina of Time splits everything, and okay. then Twilight Princess is in one category, Wind Waker's in another, mm. and Link to the Past is in another. And I sort of believe, 
this is all bullshit. <laughs> no, I well, don't, I, I, I don't will. believe they ever actually had an official timeline. At the very no, I think they do have an official timeline that they came up with. I, they, I see a lot of parallels. If you, in, you played if you, when Wind Waker, they make a point of <laughs> implying this has happened before in the yes, the hero do. of time. Like, but they, I think that was because people were finally having questions: Why is every Zelda different? Uh huh. But they, they it. <laughs> They wanted to talk about a timeline in some way, in a small way. I think they made it up retroactively. Twilight I, Princess gets even more into the timeline, and Skyward Sword Skyward is Sword a big deal about the jerks timeline. Jerks off all over the timeline. Yeah. But uh, it, I think I still think it was like, for the first 20 years, they were like, I see way too many parallels in Disney and uh, Nintendo. They were Mickey Mouse cartoons, and the idea oh, yeah. was for Link to show up, do a dance with some animals... <laughs> And do the same thing over and over again every time they made a new one. Well, that worked for Miyamoto. That works fine for Super Mario, but mm-hmm. for Zelda, he, people want. I'm they want you. people want the players want an epic Lord of the Rings style so. history. But it's it's more interesting to think of something that occurs over and over again in different timelines and dimensions. For mm-hmm. me, rather than to think they're all connected, because yeah. if they're all connected, Link, you're automatically a failure <laughs> by having to kill Ganon so many times. Uh, Is Ganon the same? Yeah, Ganon is the same actually multiple times. The same so he, spirit or essence. He gets sealed right? away, comes back out. Yeah. Mind if I fart for a second? Fine. Oh, that was that was for longer than a second. <laughs> Man, that was. Did we get that? Uh, the acoustics. It was in the definitely chair on weird. the on the thing. Do you smell it? Are you bothered by it? Uh, no, I'm bothered. <laughs> I think before previously on this podcast, I told you I had no farting policy. You did? <laughs> well, not really, but. I, I felt on laser time, if you farted and you wanted to talk about your farts, uh-huh. I couldn't stop you. Sure. But Here maybe you on my podcast, you would respect my not I wanting did, to talk about farts. I did not know farts. it was a policy, and you're free to edit it out. <laughs> it was, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chris, uh, what did you read? Uh, I was going to say earlier, speaking of cover misleads, uh-huh. um, I was inspired <laughs> by an article on laser time, lasertimepodcast.com. Huh? Uh, John, uh, John Wahizel, he does comic re- reviews for us, mm-hmm. and he reviewed the latest uh, Wolverine and the X-Men and Nightwing, and the cover of the new Wolverine and X-Men number 24 is Storm planted a big old smooch on Wolverine, mm-hmm. uh, his lips going berserker uh, on that lady, and I was like, I really like that comic, I'll go back. I, I went back to it because it was one of the few recent Marvel issues that would discount things older than six months. To one ninety nine, yeah, and then they never did that again. <laughs> and everything back going back to fucking uh, June, May of last year is still four dollars. I'm like that's kind of unacceptable for a two week a comic that's published every two weeks mm-hmm. um, for something that old. I know, amazing. I was just looking at it today. Amazing Spider Man goes down to one ninety nine for everything from July. Of I, I thought earlier. it was like if the trade is out. Mm-hmm. Those issues become come one ninety nine. It definitely should be. It that was, way. and it isn't anymore on Comicsology. Um, but That's I went, wrong. I went back and started reading that, and unfortunately, I cannot, I cannot pay to get up, to, <laughs> up to date. So there were finally four more issues that I didn't have that uh, were one, reduced to one ninety nine. But unfortunately, they're all tertiary tales of the Avengers versus X Men saga. I could have just told you, like, don't read those crossover ones. But I, I, I read them. But I like Aaron's take on on. I on love the X-Men. yes that he has a great take. But in those things, like, it's just you'll most the most you'll get out of those stories is one of the characters does find the X Men and then they'll just lie and say no, I didn't. I let him go, or they'll have a fight and then they'll finish the fight in a stalemate and go like 
get out of here. If I see you again, I'll beat you up. Like, because the cool thing has to happen in the main book, not in the side yes. book. So you have dumb crap Trapsy like Wolverine that. solves a lot of problems in this universe by driving people off in a spaceship without anybody's knowledge. Hey, you did that with Quentin Chris, but other than that, uh, oh, well then, well then they did it for him to get that thing back to fix his legs, and, uh, and then hope. Anyway, <laughs> anywho, yeah, that's true. Also, yeah, I read Superior. If uh, I if Brett was here, he would he would say right now like, why is Wolverine flying a spaceship all the time? What the hell is this? That's okay. I, well, I was trying to explain that more. Like Wolverine is a creature of instinct. There's a bit of sadness. In that he doesn't know what to do in this new universe mm-hmm. with the new Scott Summers acting the way he is. That he he it's fun to see him out of his element. Very he's so scared and petrified of the future that all he can do is resort to the past. It's like it's sort of like what a dog does or a scared old person does. Yeah, yeah. and that and that's why the that character progression makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with it too. All right, but Superior, I read that. Mm-hmm. I've Superior, read that I read the new Hawkeye. Uh, oh, I haven't read the uh, the um, Hurricane one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. I always try and like look for clues to how far uh, comics lead are dates written, to print yeah. are, and I'm guessing this is written around the Gloria time, which is mentioned specifically in the sh- in the comic as if it had happened already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really, I don't know. There's that that it, that that comic does not ever get any less compelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I, includes it includes a reference to one of my favorite things in the uh, series so far. Which I'm just, I won't spoil it for mm. people. They probably already know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I like those guys who keep showing up and like, hey, hey bro. bro. Hey, hey, bro. bro. Uh, hey, and, bro. And they showed up in the last one and threatened uh, The Christmas one was great. The Christmas one was amazing. Just Favorite comic of the year, I think. And then I love the idea of Hawkeye having so much trouble setting up his DVR that he has to call Tony Stark. That's right. And that Tony Stark actually shows up. I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll just buy you some new stuff. I'm not going to sit here and untangle yeah. wires with you. <laughs> I'm... Uh, it it was very good. Um, All right, what did you think of Superior? Superior? Yeah. No, I really dug it. Okay. I really dug. I did not. The cover is a mislead. Yes. And um, it really teaches you about MS and what it's. And like it's it, it, it's it's going to send things off in a completely different direction than I think mm-hmm. what you had heard of. Even Peter Parker is surprised. Uh, expresses surprise. Yeah. At what happens, and it just opens up a bunch of new territory. For that mm-hmm. places for that story to go and those characters to move into, yeah. and uh, well, but you also read Invincible. I caught up. Oh, I've been catching up on Invincible. I, I for some Which reason you're now ahead of me. Ninety one, and uh, I finished everything. This is the death of everyone storyline, uh-huh. which is again misleading. Right. Um, it is not the death of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a great, great storyline, and, and and Kirkman says as much in in the in the back of the book, but. Um, in the letter section, but uh-huh. like uh, it's a lot like Walking Dead 101, where it looks really dramatic. Something really dramatic happens, and it is something that's going to set the tone mm. for the entire series for the rest of the time. Okay, um, but it happens so quickly, <laughs> and it's kind of amazing. It's it's a bit of a tongue in cheek compared to uh-huh. what other well, people do with their hun- their hundred. Invincible is sort of. It, it is. No, it it's is self-aware. Up, it, it's a self-aware comic that sends up comic it's still, superhero tropes. It still enjoys comic superhero tropes, but it does send them up. I, I like say when he goes into outer space for six months for a giant crossover. When he comes back, his mom's like, "I thought you were dead. You <laughs> tell me you just left. What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like that. Or when uh, what's another good one? I liked hmm. when 
I liked when the uh, the guy the vil- the Viltrumite with the mm-hmm. uh, with the Robo arm mm-hmm. like fights him. He's like, "So what? You got mad at me? I don't care. Like I can. I'm. Oh, you're you're yelling at me. I'm going to beat your head in. Like, <laughs> and you I'll done? enjoy it. Like, yeah, that, I, that, that that comic is really goddamn good, and, and mm-hmm. it seems like a very fun and modern approach to. But I, and I thought that at some point would nerf the storylines, and then mm-hmm. when I take a moment to look back at everything that's happening. Some of the more extravagant storylines that have ever been introduced, impossibly powerful beings mm-hmm. all around here, but somehow still grounded in way more reality There's, than see, DC and Marvel. There are some times where, uh, in most Kirkman books, both in mm-hmm. Walking Dead and Invincible, though he deals with it in different ways, like you see him building towards a storyline mm-hmm. and then him deciding, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want that plot thread anymore. And then a character will just say, I was lying. Let's stop talking about it. Look, I've moved on. You move on too. I think like, I th- I see what you're saying, but I think part of that is a writer <laughs> playing with your expectations. Mm-hmm. And whenever, and definitely when I've seen that in Walking Dead, not so much in Invincible. It's it's leading towards something that gives you the reader the thought that, that what you're seeing in your head is the inevitable conclusion, mm-hmm. and it'll it'll put your nose right up against it and then pull you back right. Kirkman is very yeah. good at like. Not delivering what you the, think you're about to get. But specifically with the dude who showed up was like uh, the guy, the scientist yeah. who, who said, "I'm going to take you. I've got, I've got this walkie-talkie. I'm going to take you guys to Washington D.C." Mm-hmm. And then eventually they like that really seems to be where they're going. And then I, it it reads they could have been something he was thinking of the minute he introduced him, but it reads like he just said, "Nah, I don't want him to go to D.C. anymore." Or it's, it's weird. To think I don't want it to it, be that. It's weird to. To consider that, since I'm reading them in a, in a much more expedient pace. Yeah, yeah. Like, I basically finished the whole series in, like, three months. Of oh, Invincible? Uh, yeah, of Invincible. And you know, I felt the same with Invincible uh, a couple times, too. Like, for example, there was the the big, the end of the Viltrumite War, or when, mm-hmm. when they, when Alan, his dad, and, and Mark, and his, Oliver. And his bro, Oliver... They fought the Viltrumites mm-hmm. and ripped them apart. Or in Cyborg or what? Cy- no, Tech Jacket. Mm-hmm. Tech Jacket was Tech there jacket. too. Right. Anyway, they fight all of them, and they think like, "Wow, this is this is going somewhere interesting. This is a crazy ass fight. What's going to happen?" Like, and then the next issue, they're like, "We're living on Earth now, and you just accept this, and you we're we're here. Yeah, you better deal with it." And like, "Oh shit, we deal with it." The like, and it's just like, "Screech!" Nope, mm-hmm. stop. And I like that it's unpredictable like yes. that. But, it's but a much, it feels weird. It's a much scarier prospect mm-hmm. than a war. Yes. Yeah. Than a war, than your you enemy don't know breeding what among doing. you. Yeah. And, like, and it's the most solid truce they can come to. I can't recommend Invincible enough. Mm-hmm. Goramit. Uh, go read that shit. I, I yeah, love read that it, conclusion. Dave. All right, I will. Come on, Dave. You read Walking Dead. I've read an issue of Invincible. Really? It was free. I'm going to buy you uh, one of the collections. Aww. I'm going to do that for you. We'll use laser time. Well, now, yeah, Aww. they've got uh, it's. It now has its own like uh, compendium collection, just like Walking Dead. And it oh, also nice. has a bunch of spinoffs. I don't know if it was announced, but Invincible Universe um, is starting soon. Well, I know they had the Guardians of the Globe book. Yeah, they do. Uh, Astounding Wolfman. <laughs> mm-hmm. and no science dog, which I the, would love. But they did have a uh, a Rexplode and uh, Adam Eve. Mm. Mini series that explain their like how they met and their origin and stuff. So does Invincible have even less of like an end date in sight? I know, like, like he's officially question. said he wants to die and see Invincible still being published. Uh, he, um, he wants Walking Dead. He says, well, like 
we're we're barely halfway through. Well, yeah, I I I was in a panel where if he talked about it, I, he's he's given this comment lots of times. But at the Comic Con panel last year, he said, "I could go uh, th- now. It's going to be five hundred issues, and then at issue three hundred, if I want to say, yeah, we're done now, I'll stop it." Like, well, meanwhile, he says that he imagines a world where he's on his deathbed. <laughs> Complaining about the jerks who took over Invincible now because he wants Invincible to stay going forever. And he, on his it's, a basis, it's a universe. Don't kill dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does that take place in the Invincible universe? I haven't read enough of that. The, what? Di- the dinosaur book that he writes for the oh, di- uh, super, di- super dinosaur, which he writes for his son. Yeah, no, it looks amazing. It looks like a lot of fun, but I mean, you know, it's I don't I don't read it because it's written for six year olds. Man, we but, were talking we were talking about that because someone that was. Brett just got back from Disneyland. He's asking me, why is Plane Crazy the, actually the first Mickey cartoon? But everybody says Steamboat Willie and like his mm. popularity and sound. And, well, yeah, that Plane Crazy got no sound. It's hard to watch. But you know, but Disney has said, like, the first Mickey cartoon, Steamboat Willie. doesn't yes. matter. And then someone's like, what's the first cartoon? And like the first cartoon is usually credited as Windsor McKay's Gertie the, Gertie the Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Yeah. And then we is were talking. some porn thing? No, 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 no. I, I mean, I was going along that, but it was sort. we also started to think. Um, you don't. It's the first animation ever. Uh-huh. We have grown up spoiled by ver- awesome things with dinosaurs in it. What do you think in the 1920s or 10s? How did people react to seeing a dinosaur move for the first time? <laughs> Probably lost can their mind. Can you imagine never in any form, any kind of way, seeing a dinosaur move other than if you were doing it with your hand and yelling "roar"? <laughs> and they and they still they say those rumors of like the Lumiere films where people jumped out of a wave of train because it was coming at the screen. That's actually not true. That didn't actually happen. Um, I I thought of that when well they they bring that up in the film Hugo Hugo and uh, I thought it was fun. I bet I've told the story it's... on a podcast before, but in the movie <laughs> when I saw it in 3D, mm-hmm. there's a scene where a fucking train comes at you in 3D, and I actually did go whoa <laughs> for a second. I didn't think a train is running me over, but I had a reaction. If and... I'm not mistaken, I don't. I am not a man who knows history. I was just telling you how ignorant I was walking to Lincoln. Yes. Um, but there are two things in history that are the are perceived from a quote in a newspaper, and it's the one when people jumped out of the way of the train when it came to the big screen, and that people think the world is round. They all came from those. Both came from newspapers that said were elab- were being illustrative with their words. Mm-hmm. You'd think people were going to jump out of their seats at the oncoming train, <laughs> and and you. Th- People who are so dumb, they think the world isn't round. Or the same with... They uh, think the world is flat. Nobody thought the world is flat. Nobody could sail anywhere under the assumption that the world was flat. Nobody ever thought that. That is not why Columbus went around the world. How would they track stars yes. when they would how go would they on the water? Himself? Nobody ever thought that. And it's a faulty perception given by an out-of-context newspaper well, book. The same with like the, the saying that, oh, Mario is more popular than Mickey Mouse around the world. Like... One new study once sorted by someone like said that 30 right. school children knew Mario more than Mickey. You're taking like my those. anecdote. I actually had to track down that quote. I told you where that quote was. No, you said that was quoted in Nintendo Power. No. I tracked down I, the no, library and no, the journal where that quote is. No. I told you it was in the book Game Over by David Sheff. And I just didn't know what page it was, and I gave you that book, and you looked it up from there. And he found the page. I found the he page found the in page. a library. I didn't actually go read but it, you because didn't know where going to go yes. to a library? But I told you what book it was in, and you found I was, the source. I was tired of me. seeing articles open up, open up with... 
Mickey, Mario surpassed Mickey in popularity. Like, says says fucking who? I've been hearing that for two years with no citation. Yeah, but now that uh, Junction Point is closed, I think Mario will become more popular. Oof. So sad. Painful. Such a good version of Mickey Mouse, too. Well, now Warren Spector can, uh, you know, this is in the video game podcast. Dave, what have you been reading? Anything? Uh, I started uh, Why the Last Man. Enjoyed it? Yeah, I'm like uh, 12 issues in or something. It's a very readable book, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not quite as good as... Uh, I buy, I've been buying the hardcover collections, and all the mm-hmm. quotes on the back are like, this is it better than Watchmen? And I'm like, uh, no, not so n- far. Never. No. I, it's very no offense, but, but it, no. Doesn't, it doesn't have the same portent. Like, no, as Why Watchmen. the Last Man is purposefully like fun genre fiction. It's yeah. supposed to... It's supposed to almost feel like a TV show. It's yeah. supposed to be an adventure. Yeah, but. and the characters are written in a way where, where they, are, they are like characters in a TV show and not mm-hmm. quite relatable. Yeah. I mean, especially are the main s- character. Because he's not sleeping with any women? Yeah. <laughs> he's not even... He's not <laughs> even... Yeah, that. Uh, well... <laughs> but wouldn't you go buck wild in that world? <laughs> yeah, but even if I was completely committed to somebody, you can, like... Donate sperm. Like, yes. wouldn't he be just? Like, I know that was that was sort of. Should have that seen was sort like, of like, well, like, well, well, I. His yeah. main motivation in the beginning is to go find his girlfriend who is in Australia, while the rest of the planet is desperate for. Re- even if yeah. they're not desperate mm-hmm. to repopulate, you are literally the only person who can. Help. Well, he could pay for things with his sperm. Yes. Here's though. The, okay, Let here's me on the, this train. What would happen if sperm was? Here's if sperm a, okay. was money. No, I don't no, wait, know wait, wait. how my male psyche would work out. Here's anymore. a major plot hole that they they skip over in those early books. They go like, well, yeah, all the men are dead. What about sperm banks? What yeah. about mm-hmm. all the semen sperm banks? And basically, they just toss off a line that <laughs> the sisters, uh, the sisters of whatever, the Amazons, <laughs> yeah. that they've been destroying sperm banks around the world, and they have been doing that since the fall. Yeah. I was like, really? They destroyed all of them, huh? That's all why the, the government. That's what why a, the a, government doesn't have any. Really? What yeah. a what a messy job. I would think <laughs> the president would have to donate sperm. It's because they don't yeah. like they don't like snoo snoo. <laughs> that's right. No, there they are. That's one of my favorite. I don't know if you seen it. Have you have you gotten to the Amazon story where they fight the the uh, girls with one boob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, a I'm up cra- to the astronauts. I love the scene. Oh, you're up to the astronauts. You're pretty good. Okay, but anyway, I love the scene where they're outside the the um the the tribe of man hating lesbians and they're saying like send out the rapist so we can kill him and make this a pure world for women and then uh, doctor man goes oh my god i'm in richard ashcroft's nightmare <laughs> oh i did want to say that uh, uh that's the- a very george bush era reference i agree but it's, it yeah. was written then it was yes. meant for that uh, the dmc comic chronicles of virgil I read has that. just come out yeah I have not read it yet. I bought it though. I don't. Just, I don't know where it's, it's. I don't know how long it's going on. I've never read one actually good video game tie-in. I, I like the Max. I mean, the DMC comic is is all right. Oh, the Max Payne one. The Max oh, Payne. The Max I really Payne. Liked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, also, I read a good Jordan Meckler, <laughs> the creator of Prince of Persia, did a really good Prince of Persia graphic novel, mm-hmm. and in it he writes about how he had always wanted to do graphic novels, but. Uh, but first, he, video games made him more money, and then he went to Hollywood, and that made him more money. And then eventually, when he got completely burnt out on the horrors of working in both of those industries, then he was like, fuck it, I'll just make a comic book for no money. I don't care. I want to make it, I want to feel artistically fulfilled again. What a luxury. Oh, man. Yeah, first you got to, well, get rich after working for 20 years, then you can do your artistic thing. Man, I feel like I'm over, over a quarter of the way there, and I'm nowhere near rich. No. <laughs> Oh, We're all gonna die, poor. Yeah, so, 
Speaking of <laughs> speaking of fun, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of death and a pauper's grave. Well, now before we take a break, Dave, is there anything <laughs> else you read? Uh, uh, Wolverine Noir. I and haven't the, read that one. I read Spider Man. I meant to pick those up, but I couldn't. Was it any good? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, it, I I liked that it. I mean, it had Wolverine, obviously, but there weren't that many other characters that you know. Me not being a huge Marvel fan, there weren't a lot of characters where I was like. Well, who is this supposed to be a parallel of? And it was really just Wolverine uh, and uh, one Japanese character that I Silver Samurai? I think. Uh, oh, wait, was it a woman? Yeah. Oh, um, Deathbird? Yeah, I think that was Deathbird? Deathbird. Okay. She's the one with the adamantium uh, fingernails that was in X-Men 2. Are you a big Wolverine fan? Not really, but I like I like this story. You know? I, the, it, they, they released the, the Max line of comics on Comixology recently. And I wanted to, I've always wanted to read Punisher Max and, we'll, and oh. Wolverine Max is sort of starting. I thought you meant the Max, like. No, no, the not the double X Max. <laughs> I remember reading that in the good old early 90s, back when I. I mean, it was. Did you ever do the head in comic form? Yeah, I think it was a comic first. Like, How could that have been a comic? An first? indie comic nobody read, but mm. it, a, a I, think, very, I thought it was a liquid television short first. I think it started as a comic. It I was, think it started as a liquid <laughs> television short. The hideous art style seems to be the type that would have been solidified in a comic book. Yeah. The Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, man. Uh, and now you can't even. You'll never see the head. Well, I guess you. I bet it's on YouTube or something. I but. think I got that like bootleg at <coughs> Comic Con. Really? Just yeah. the DVD of like all the episodes. The head was pretty fucked up. It was pretty crazy. I, I remember they was... even had like gay characters there. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the two FBI agents that just like make out hard. Marshall and Smithy. I don't know why I remember that. Well, because wow. I have the DVD. Now well, <laughs> we know. Yeah. All right. Well, we should take a little old break. Mm-hmm. When we get back on the other side, a little bit of news, a little bit of your question of the week answers, and this week's question of the week. Come on. Howdy do, folks. This is Henry Gilbert, the host of the show, and this is the break in the episode. What do we do during the break? Yeah, I think you know. I would hope you know by now. It's when we plug things and tell you about how much we love you for listening and how much we want you to help us. Please. And we need help keeping the show alive. Keeping LaserTimePodcast.com alive. And how can you do that? Well, I'll tell you. First off, go to LaserTimePodcast.com. On that website, on the left side of the screen, you'll see buttons galore. Links all over the place, including a donate button. If you click on that button, you can give us money directly to help us support the shows, keep it free, buy the tech that we need to keep these things recorded on. Uh, So that button there, if you'd like to help us in a different way, why there's a button beneath that that'll take you to our t-shirt store. A bunch of t-shirts based on the multiple shows of the network. Buy something there, money help, the money comes to us too. Or if you'd like to help us by just buying things on Amazon for no extra charge, on the right side of the screen, there's a bunch of links to Amazon. Click on any of those and buy anything through that new page that opens up, and the little bit of the money comes to us and it all adds up over time. So please, if you're making any Amazon purchases anytime soon, please think of lasertimepodcast.com and buy it through there. Also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, be sure that you're subscribing, be sure that you're downloading every episode, and also, if you haven't yet, please, please, please give us a review, give us five stars, say something positive about us, it really helps our ranking on the iTunes podcast listings. Please do that. 
And lastly, now it's time for Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. I mentioned it earlier on the show, but I have to say it again. The Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia is an amazing book. It's the type of book that usually just comes out in Japan and never comes here. And never comes to the U.S., never gets localized. We don't get to enjoy it. Nintendo rarely ever lets this kind of stuff out in America. But they did it with Dark Horse. And it's a fantastic hardcover collection. It tells you everything you want to know about the Legend of Zelda series. It has a bunch of like cut uh, artwork that never got put into the games. And it even has a Skyward Sword prologue comic that's included in it. So... Really, it's just a great, great book. You can pick that up in a link in this week's episode off Amazon. So, again, that helps us out. So, if you're interested in it, you can buy that or any other comic that we talked about and have links to in this week's episode on lasertimepodcast.com in the episode 42 page. Or you can go to capecrisis.com, too. All right. Enough of that. Back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to part two of this week's Cape Crisis, episode number 42. Number two. And a zero to the end of that, that's 420. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. So, a couple of comic book newsy things today. Uh, So, (laughs) uh, first off, I I read a bunch of rumors on BleedingCool.com that Mm. said... uh, there's going to be a little Marvel bloodletting soon, and that uh, some Uh-oh. books are going to get canceled. The chief among them is my one of my favorites, the the the, the Hank's Corner pick of the week of last week, what? Captain Marvel. Wait, really? They say that Captain Marvel's not doing so hot, and that if it doesn't uh, get a boost in sales from an upcoming crossover, mini crossover with Avengers I mean, Assemble. It's not going to keep going. Was that a dissection of Bleeding Cool, or is Marvel really that callous when announcing, like... No, 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 this is... Bleeding Cool sometimes just does, like, this is a rumor, but we're giving this the yellow light rumor, which means pretty believable. Mm. So it's the anti-Hanks Corner. Yes, yeah. (laughs) The the Hanks Coroner. Oh, Hanks Coroner. That's good. You should do that. Yeah, the Hanks Coroner. The canceled comic book. (laughs) Um, also in comic book news, uh, I think is interesting that, so it seems like in New 52, uh, you keep hearing things in DC about like how the, uh, the, the creative types are getting pushed around by the editors and the, and the stories are coming down top from the editors. Well, here's one example where it seems it's the opposite. So Grant Morrison said he was going to quit, uh, Superman or action comics uh, next month, and that was going to be his last issue, and then a new team was going to come on. Now he seems like he just went, no, we need one more issue. We're just doing it. And so uh, DC had to retract their solicit- solicitation of of uh, issue 18. They're like, um, we meant issue 18 is, the, is an extra size final Grant Morrison issue. That's what we meant. Yeah. I, I, it was at least funny to see a reverse of the situation. 
Then in uh, movie casting news, so there's two interesting things. First off, the rumor from uh, the uh, some Hollywood site, I forget which, but the, was that Paul Giamatti is going to be <laughs> playing the Rhino. A fucking Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I don't like it. Spider-Man, that goddamn motherfucker. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> you are the goddamn Antichrist, <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> WNBC. <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite lines. Uh, he was the good. best in that movie. He was. One of my favorite lines. Of I you. don't know. Because Oscillator was pretty good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what about his Bob Zamuda? <laughs> I'm Bob Zamuda. I'm uh, living off this till the to today. Mm. Living off being Andy Kaufman's friend. No, no, I, you're thinking of Tony Clifton. He's the one going around pipping <laughs> everything. Yucko, I, I, I have been <laughs> Guys, losing. Guys, did you see the ending? I think Bob Zamuda. Or mm. Oh, Andy is still alive. Andy's still alive. <laughs> Bob Zamuda, I'm <laughs> a little tired of Bob Zamuda. Uh, uh, what else? What else? What else? Oh, yes, the other big casting news was Brian Singer. Announcing more that was fucking nuts. More people that are going to be in uh, Days of Future Past. God, that was cool. The one that excites me the most is that Ellen Page will be back as Kitty Pride. That which seems so weird. It's really weird because number one, Ellen Page does need this. Like she, <laughs> she starred in the whole video game. <laughs> and clearly, like I doubt they had since she wasn't in the last X Men movie. It's not like they had a deal with her that like you have to be in the next movie. But like she, I thought. X Men Three isn't good. We can agree. I don't <laughs> Not think it, me. That was. I don't think I it's like, awful, and I might even say it's better than Spider Man Three. But, that was uh, one of the, in, in Singer's tweet. It was like uh, he just said straight up, like blah blah blah. We cast these three people. He's like these people. Be thank you to Brett Ratner for letting them live. I'm like, oh, that was really classy. Ah. Like, and I thought because I interpreted it as like thank you, Brett Ratner, for bringing these characters to life. Uh-huh. Um, but. No, he was saying thank you, Brett Ratner, for not brutally killing these characters you don't care about at all. (laughs) But yeah, Ellen Page in X-Men 3, The Last Stand, like, she showed a lot of promise as Kitty Pryde, and they started stories with her that they did not end and chose to not end. But Kitty Pryde is like, she's really a major part of the original Days of Future Past story. Like, it's her in the future that's sent back to the past and inhabits her brain or her youthful self. And so I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Me too. Really, what picture. were Ellen Page's, like, she did J- Inception. J- J- Juno. Juno. Yeah, no, I mean, like, what has she done since Inception? Um. Oh, she was in uh, <laughs> She was in that James Gunn movie about superheroes. I can't remember the name. Super. Of oh, Super, uh. yes. Yeah, and then uh, she she wants to do weird shit now. She like, was in Hot Candy. And that was before Juno. <laughs> and she was she Drew Barrymore's Whippet. She's been doing yeah, she wasn't that. She's been doing Whippets. And uh, she was and she's doing Beyond the the video game. Like, and she's credited as additional voices in The Batman. Honestly, she doesn't want to work that hard. Like she or she 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 could be in major major shit all the time, but she chose she to do films she being wanted. a lesbian. I don't think she's all lesbian. I think she's super cute. <laughs> oh, yes. I think she's very cute. Uh, anyway, I got to be in a room with, speaking of Comic-Con panels, I got to be in a, a room with her, which felt very special. Did it? Well, no, no, no. It felt more special to be in the room with Kadeem Hardison. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the panel as well. 
Wait, for what? Uh, he's, he's in, no, he's in Beyond as well. What? Oh, oh my god, he's, this, this just became a must-buy. <laughs> he's, Dwayne uh, Wayne. Yeah, Dwayne Wayne. He's he's Juno's uh, father figure in Beyond. Wow. By the way, a, a little tale here on another podcast, Radio Radar, <laughs> the Games Radar podcast I'm on. When I reference Kadeem Hardison, nobody on that podcast knew it, and they made me feel like an old man. Sure. I was like, no. compared to those 20, 20 I'm at best five years older than one of them. Yeah. Well, that, that, I, that's a different world. Yes. From where they come exactly. from. Exactly. Hey, I'm in Photoshop. I cannot <laughs> access my whist, slide whistle button. I have to say, you've been, you've been lax on the sound effects this yeah. week. Chris. I'm multitasking now, brother. Uh, all right. you, you've only had all day free. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding around. Jokes. Jokes. Bit. All right, anyway, so that's news. Question of the week. Let's get to that, why don't we? What was last week's? Why it was... Wait, wait I did see that uh, um, How I Met Your Mother was canceled. It was? Oh, after, was it? after, yes, after nine seasons. It's, well, yeah. they, said they said it next season will be the last. They'll be the last. Oh, uh, well, that's... Okay, not the same yeah. as being canceled. I've never fucking seen the show, nor do I have any interest. Uh-huh. And it's bizarre that there's so many people I like on that show. But uh, somebody in that yeah. that was cast as Maria Hill in the in Shield in the Shield show. Uh-huh. So now there's no conflict. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Robin from mm. wouldn't watch that show if you paid. Even though you love I, Allison Hannigan, I do love Allison Hannigan. And I you love Jason, Jason Siegel and NPH and Neil and Bob Saget. Yeah, I said it. All great. I've All never great seen people. an episode. We'll never watch an episode. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Terrible. when you're maybe when you're 42 and married, you'll be like, "All right, how dare to... they take advantage of me by casting people I love, <laughs> paying them millions of dollars to be in something I'd hate." You don't even know if you hate it. Like I said, you just need to be over 40, married, and boring, and then you're ready for a CBS sitcom. Yeah, look, compared to the rest of CBS's sitcoms, it is gold. It is out there. It's the community of CBS. It it is. Not helping. helping. (laughs) Speaking of which, community might finally be back on television Compared to all turds, this turd has a hat on it. (laughs) (laughs) No, compared to all turds, this turd is piss. (laughs) God, <laughs> All right, last week's question of the week was, what comic book weapon do you wish you had? Oh, you well, had. All right, and so... Right, do you remember what I said, Henry? Uh, didn't you say nope. the Thor's hammer? Did I? Or Green Arrow's... Uh, no, you didn't. I said Green Arrow's hammer. Green Arrow's hammer. Only his hammer. Dave, what did you say? I want Ryan Reynolds' green. Uh, <laughs> I want Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern's uh, race car at the <laughs> cocktail party. God, well, I also s- I wasn't on the episode, but I would say Hammer, Hammerman's shoes. <laughs> His magic right. shoes. Yeah, His magic shoes. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Well, so what did people say? Well, first off, C Zilla seven sixty. Says guy. he want he'd want to have tons of life model decoys like Nick Fury has. That way, one can go to work for me, and the rest will l- level grind on my RPGs. That nice. sounds beautiful. You should uh, have the uh, wait, the duplicator from Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, mm. the transmogrifier. That's not no, the transmogrifier. he turned the transmogrifier on to duplicate. Mm-hmm. Remember? Is that how it worked? Did yeah. I get it correct? Yeah, Calvin it was. It was the same box. God, that, God, I love that one. So that, I think that's my no, my favorite ongo, uh, my favorite continuous storyline in Calvin and Hobbes was uh, the one with the dead raccoon. No, it oh, was no, it was the one where he he uh, in 
he becomes he puts he, be, he becomes stupendous man in the school. I love that where he just brings this brown bag to school and he's like, I think I've got a special thing to get out of today's <laughs> test. And he runs into the classroom with stupendous man. Everybody's like, We know you're Cal. Like, yeah. of course you're Calvin. I think he like, gets caught in the locker or something. He gets locked inside the locker where he yeah. changes, and then, and then uh, when Miss Wormwood goes like, "I know it was you," and just punches him, he's like, "Why are you punishing me for the crimes of another? You can't prove I'm him." Like, uh, actually, actually, I want to have the the cardboard box from Calvin Hobbes. It's a time machine wow. and transmogrifier spa- and, and spaceman spa- spaceship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much fun. There's a lot of alliteration. All right, uh, White Steve Harvey said he'd want a goblin glider, which that oh, would be wow. awesome. Why didn't we think of that? Yeah. Upset I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, Lucky Seven says D- Deadpool's dementia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, D- Darth Ender X makes a good point. The Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And if that's cheating, a symbiote. Ooh. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, a douche agrees with me on web shooters. Uh, stupid, sexy, wild fre- femshep <laughs> says Aquaman's trident. Which, uh, mm. Nice of you to say. Wait, what are the powers of that beyond stabbery? It's just and cool. Breath. Yeah, <laughs> nice trident. That's trident. Go it is. <laughs> nice job, David. It is a cool Fire. trident. Uh, someone else. Damn, I'm trying to pull it up. Oh, I love the. <laughs> I love George, Joshua Joseph Gordon Levitt's uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt image of a, a bunch of Levitt faces popping up in the in his signature. <laughs> I like uh, White Steve Harvey's Godzilla attack. No, that's a great one, too. Beautiful. God, I love animated games. Uh, my name is my name, says the Eye of Agamot- uh, Agamotto. Did you skip over Cody Stovall because he said Superman's fist so I could do some super fisting? I did uh, skip that. Uh, uh, Spades Slick says... We don't use that word. <laughs> says, Wonder Woman's lasso of truth. Because, man, I would... Uh, I would love that too because I can get paranoid sometimes, and I want to be—I want to know for sure someone's telling me the truth. So I would use that. Uh, Stabby Joe says the blob's fat, <laughs> not physically on me, but as a suit I could take on and off. Because nothing moves the blob. Nothing moves the blob. Fucking love that. Let's see love here. You. Nathan Explosion says Ruby Quartz Visor so I can run around throwing <laughs> throwing up them X's with my arms. Kevin asked, does the symbiote suit count as a weapon? I think yes. I think so. I'll count that. I think yes. Let's see here. Uh, Bane's Venom says Drunk Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love gr- drunk, or- drunk Orson Welles' image. What's that? It's a it's, Roxbury it's image, but with our heads. <laughs> Me, you, and Brett's. Wow. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, one more from page three I'm going to read, just to prove that I read stuff past page two. Liars who say I don't. You already read that one, so no. uh, I'm going to say Taser Lime. Damn it, that's the one I want to hear about, yes. I want Booster Gold's... Uh, Booster Goods, I think he means Booster Gold. Stop it. Booster Gold's Super Suit. Then you can time travel, be super strong, and fly, and also be famous. I could, I could do without the floating robot sidekick, though. All right, buddy... You, Skeets, the super robot, is awesome. He, he knows. His name is Skeet. Skeets. Uh, plural. Skeets. Oh, my. It was oh, written my. way before Skeets was popularized, if not made up. 
But anyway, yeah, you can travel through time. You've got super strength. You can fly. But also, you have a personal force field. Like, you also have a personal force field. Like, it's awesome. Wait, it, one, one more just because there was a YouTube video and Pulp Sox said, does Pendleton Ward's animation imagination count as a weapon? Oh. What do I do with you, man? I don't know. I'm a bee. I'm just a little bee. <laughs> um, uh, that's not... But I think we should do a, a tiny superhero spotlight on a character I want to know more about. Okay. Just from your memory, Booster Gold, who I am totally ignorant to. I can't. Um, I, he appears in other comics that I like. Okay. I can't imagine a, a realm of possibility where he's cool. Um, well, I first have to admit that I have not read his recent comics that sure. Jeff Johns wrote, which mm-hmm. apparently actually did make him cool. Mm-hmm. He Jeff Johns proclaimed it as a success that he was able to make Booster Gold cool. Really? I'm looking for more DC. Uh, but to read. Uh, okay, Booster up. Gold first appeared in the '80s. He is a football player, a space football player from the 23rd century Uh who comes back in time to be famous. And uh, he brings (laughs) back in time his his, uh, advanced technology which includes his Booster Gold suit, which uh, can put out, shoot yellow energy, make a yellow uh, face field, force field. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, he joined the Justice League International. (laughs) He was played as a joke a lot of the time. And he was good, good buddies with Ted Cord, the Blue Beetle number two of the eighties. And uh, after Blue Beetle number two was killed in uh, the lead up to uh, Infinite Crisis, he was kind of rudderless, and he, he he lost his best friend. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. He, he was, be- sorry, he be- <laughs> was queued up for our Super Bowl episode. He became even more like uh, of a joke, and then then he became like the, the guardian of time. And like he, they really played up his time travel stuff. Oh, also, it was shown in the fifty-two comic mm-hmm. that followed Infinite Crisis that yeah. Skeets was actually controlled on the inside by Mister Mind, the evil tiny. Excuse me. It was controlled by Mister Mind. And if you don't know Mr. Mind, he's a little green caterpillar that was uh, Shazam's greatest enemy because he has mind control powers. Awesome. Yeah, it was it was a it was a joke that like for basically two years in the comic, Shazam, Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call him, was chasing down the the uh, a team of all his worst enemies. And he was like, "Who brought this guy together?" He kept hearing, "Mr. Mind, Mr. Mind, who's Mr. Mind?" And he finally finds him. It's a little space caterpillar. <laughs> and that was part of the joke. Uh, um. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's one other. Speaking of a previous questions of the weeks, we had one that was related to the possibility of there being a Smallville-style Wonder Woman show. Mm-hmm. That's now on pause again. Like Good. they haven't said it's straight up canceled, but or that they're Good. not they're even going to do it. Nobody's ready for that. Jesus you believe Christ. there's going to be a fucking entourage movie? <laughs> God damn it! I can't. Believe, I don't, worst show. I the worst. Sort of wish DC would have sold a Disney before Warner <laughs> Brothers because they clearly have no idea what to do mm-hmm. as far as movies or television goes. Yeah, they, that was another news thing. They're holding off on the Justice League movie until they see how good Superman does or doesn't do. I'm guessing. So, I'm guessing it'll do okay. I think it'll do well. It it's won't do dark. Any, it won't make a billion dollars. Records. It's not going to be Avengers. It's not going to be Dark Knight. Yeah. You know, I can Superman's not as cool as Batman. Well, I mean, Batman's a character that people can relate to. Superman just isn't anymore. Nope. 
he's too much of a goody two shoes for a stark cynical America. I think so. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't help either. I'd what rather. Brandon Routh one do. Mm-hmm. How did the Brandon and Ralph? Uh, it's successful. It's just like it's, it's totally forgettable. <laughs> yeah, it's forgettable. Baby, it made like three hundred million dollars, but that's nothing to sneeze at. It, yeah, uh, domestically, that is nothing to sneeze at. But you kind of got to break five hundred million to be a big, big yeah. deal now. But that's why uh, same with Amazing Spider-Man. People were like, Meh, Amazing Spider-Man, yeah, it was fucking stuff. boring. It was so boring. So All right. Boring. Guys, this week fucking money to come in there and show those goddamn motherfuckers what's up. I'm the rhino. I hit people with my face. So this week's question of the week, in honor of our previous uh, conversation of sitcoms, and also our continuing topic about our distaste for nobody ever compliments me about how good a James Adomian impression I do. (laughs) He gave you the roadmap. Did you listen to the one where he retired uh, Hewell Hauser? No. Um, he had the ghost of Hugh Hazard show up and be like, well, this is my last appearance, guys. I did, he, he was on a Game Informer podcast recently as Fuck Jesse Ventura yes. playing Darkwing Duck. Uh, Total Recall. <laughs> so happy. Mr. McMahon. Uh, anyway. Canard is a conspiracy. It's Quacker Jack. <laughs> what happened on 9-11? I bet Darkwing I did. I only said no, that. No, we got questions. As far as news goes, I did see that they, uh, Disney launched an Incredibles comic in Comixology, which ah. I think is about damn time. And I was more yeah. curious because, um, you know, looking into like what happened to the Boom Kids line that, that relaunched Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers, and DuckTales uh. as of last year. And... Those comics have been canceled, but I, I'm not sure if, if it was canceled as a result of poor sales. Or Disney has a comic book company. Or Disney has now. a comic book company now. There went the boom. Um, stop it. <laughs> Hold on, now I'm there. <laughs> you see that movie yet, Dave? No, I want to, though. No, Here I don't. the boom? I kind of do. We're going to look, see if it's online. Um, all right, this week's question of the week. What is it, Hank? You know, we, talk, we just talked about uh, um, you know, How I Met Your Mother, other sitcoms, Ugh. and how much we hate Big Bang Theory. <laughs> But what's the most accurate depiction you've seen of a comic book nerd, nerd. in, uh, as, as they would say in American uh, Splendor, nerd? Nerd. Uh, what's the most accurate depiction you've seen in a television show? I'm going to go foist. Oh, man. And mine is going to be outside. It's going to be Judah Freelander from t- the 30, 30 Rock. Rock. Really? Yeah, because there's a moment. Uh, he's, he's just an all purpose nerd, like every member of their team is, though. Mm-hmm. Basically, Lutz, they all turned into monstrous freaks. That's. That's that's mm-hmm. a, that's one of the things I like and don't like about Thirty Rock that was like exemplified in Kenneth is that little jokes kept building and building and building until they were monster people that could not actually exist ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, Judah, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> entering the realm of magical realism, Thirty Rock, yes. at that point. The, but that's also fun. It is fun. Less fun. It's less fun than the I reality. and Alec Baldwin wanted to quit the show at that point. Yeah, but the seventh season, pretty good. I know, I need to catch up. The, the Oh man, the second to last episode, touching. No! Touching. Uh, a touching episode? Mm-hmm. Very touching. I, I wonder how much more they're going to touch us in the finale. Mm. Anyways, the best or second best Thursday night oh, it is? show. It, I mean, After when Parks was, and Rec. Yeah. Is, oh I'm, yeah, I guess so. now it's third. But still, it was always better than The Office in some way, shape, or form. Yes, I agree. I, I, I am fascinated in a train work way. Give Parks and Rec a chance. I, I, I did. I just, I, 
don't know. I watched the first season or something. And it's bad. Yeah. Forget the first season happened. I know, but then I've watched pieces of it and I just have no connection. I like all those actors. Yes, but no, part. seriously, the first, the first episode of season two, they turn over a whole new leaf. That's the one with the gay penguins where she marries gay penguins. And it's I saw such that a episode. fun, light episode. And yeah, I saw that episode when awesome it aired shit. randomly and then walked into work the next day and look at, looking at Twitter and you'd think it was the greatest episode ever. And it like, was really I funny. actually watched it inadvertently and have no idea why this is special. It was funny. It's become yeah. like the live action version of Springfield back when Simpsons okay, was that does Yeah, that, that is that what Pawnee is becoming. It, well, all right. Anyway, Judah Freelander, why he's uh, why he's a good uh, uh, version of a nerd is that uh, he's a mega slob and he uh, loves his little ironic hats. And then there's a bit where uh, there was a funny storyline where he fell in uh, like his the teacher that basically molested him in high school gets let out of jail, and that's Susan Sarandon. And to prove that he's a, and she sees him, she's like. I fell in love with the Frank that you were going to be, but you're just the same person I left in high school when I went to jail. And then to prove that he's not a loser anymore, he destroys his most cherished comic book, Avengers number 20, and it's an original no. Avengers. Like, no. So no. I thought it was a cool scene. So anyway, yeah, I think, I think he's pretty accurate. Dave? Uh, this might be cheating, but... Dante and Randall from the Clark's cartoon. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like that. I, I feel like on. the last episode of the Clark's cartoon, they just completely made it back into the movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. the one that never aired on TV, where it was black and white. Well, that shows, that episode starts at Comic-Con, and like people yeah. are making yes. fun of them at Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> and I love on the commentary on that episode, they... They wrote a scene where somebody in the audience at Comic-Con says, your show sold out and it's not the same anymore. You suck. And they said that right right before they showed that episode at Comic-Con, someone asked the exact question to them. And he said, and you look like a punk kid. I'm going to say that right now on this recording. Just get the Clerks cartoon DVD just for the commentary. I have never it watched is, that. I do have on the commentary, it. they mock... I've never, I've never seen the commentary. On the commentary, oh. they mock Family Guy. They're like, God, fucking Family Guy. How the <laughs> fuck did that beat us? Right, we got to start coughing and burping off Mike. How did... How did yeah. yeah, this is becoming We're a disgusting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll have a when we make, when we make the pro- listening to this. When we make the promo, Hank, I'm going to pull that line. This is a disgusting <laughs> Uh, this is a disgusting podcast. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Up next on the Laser Cut Network. We have fun. Laser, laser. All right, Chris. Spaced. The characters in Spaced. Um, yeah. I think was... They are British nerds, but pretty... But uh, yeah. it's they have a lot of problems on the show, and their problems are never that they're nerds. Mm-hmm. They're all problems that you experience in everyday life. And yes, they over, they, you could call them over-referencing things. You could say they're over-referencing things, but it's, it's usually... Real. It's real and involved in escapism from extremely shitty instances of everyday existence. I love when he gets fired from the place by, like, why are you going to get fired? <laughs> Babylon 5 sucks! <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> Or then uh, I also love the in between uh, series one and series two they see the Phantom Menace, yes. and at the start of series two they're like, "Don't talk about Star Wars," and yeah. then they show him burning his Star Wars stuff, and then the music that plays during the scene where they burn the corpse of Darth Vader yeah. is playing. Yeah, like, and that's why that show could never come. I wonder if that's even on the American DVD. It is. Is it, it is on the American Great. DVD? No, they finally 
they finally got famous enough that they could get the connections to get, or maybe they just got like. I think it was the, the commentary. Like, yeah, isn't like Tarantino Quentin on the commentary? Tarantino, Pat Oswalt, all their fa- they just basically asked famous American friends like, please, this needs to come out. Like, the, it cost you. We referenced so many things. We got to pay a lot of stuff to get this on the just air. Just for no reason. There's like a Pitch Perfect Scooby Doo reference with the I music. Yeah, I love that shot. It's just like that's, a great crane shot where their hair falls over and they become the character. That Scooby-Doo joke is so funny just because, like, you know, it's fucking Family Guy or The Cleveland Show or a lot of other shitty mm-hmm. sitcoms. They would have just been like, Zoinks, I'm, I'm shaggy. But the real joke is that those two are so oblivious to themselves that they, that they seem mm-hmm. to think they're actually Daphne and Freddy. They go like, well, I'm... Daphne, obviously. <laughs> and then the camera pulls back just to say to you, no, they became Shaggy and Velma. They just, they're too stupid to realize and it. And the omniscient and then, camera bum, person. Bum, 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 you know yeah, there, there's... And I, every time it's, I, on, it's on Netflix. When I feel guys. really bad about my... When I'm feeling really bad and I want a comfort episode to watch, uh, oh. the one where they go to the bar... And the end, rave! And end in, end in a gunfight. Oh, yeah, the oh. gunfight. It's I love so that. fucking good. Uh, yeah. It's so wonderful to watch. Oh, such a great show. And they even have a pretty fucking good... I remember when people telling me to watch Community, and I wouldn't, like, we well, got to see the paintball episode. I'm like, there's only one paintball episode, <laughs> and it is in space. Uh-huh. Is that the Resident Evil 2? No, there's, like, an entire Resident Evil uh, yes. episode. Yeah. I also really love where... Uh, now I can't remember. I don't remember any of the characters' names, but the, the, the female roommate, mm. she laughs just as a character. Sarah? Yeah, she, she acts just like Sarah from Virtual Fighter in one scene <laughs> and laughs maniacally. Oh. I love that she... That's also... A lot of shows don't go into female geeks, but mm. she's... I do love that uh, she's... Big Bang Theory. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that they write her just as pathetic as, yes. as, as uh, the male characters mm-hmm. on the show. Like she's, but pathetic in different ways. But she's like, "Well, I'm a writer. She can't fucking write shit. Like she writes one thing once, and then just co- like she has inspiration once, writes one article and sells it, and then like wastes all her money on a dumb trip. And like it's like, oh, I'm a writer. Like I, I just I love that about her. And that I, I also love they perfectly sum up what uh, <laughs> time warp is, where he goes like. I fucking hate Time Warp. I ain't listening to it. It's just a dumb song for for sexually repressed girls to dance around with other mates. <laughs> Love Spaced. Space. Such a good show. Space. Space. All right, so Space. if you have things you want to say, Space. tell us in the forums. And, uh, wait, I can get that. If you've got something that Space. you want to say, go to the forums and... Space. Uh, you're fucking me up here. All right. You can give the answers in the forum. They'll be the one for this episode. Guys, we reached the end. Oh, really? It's over already, and who'd have thought? But uh, uh, until next time, you know, make I sure. I want to plug stuff. Wait, I, I start the plugs. Fine. I start Fine. it. Fine. Me. Me. Okay. I never said my Twitter handle, and it's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. Mm-hmm. Almost to 2,500 followers. Please follow me if you're not following me yet. <laughs> How far off are you? I am eight away. Oh, I'll uh, start following you right now, then. Shut up. I meant to hold off until you got closer. And that's what the, you you follow me, don't you? I quit for a while. Why? I'm getting a little sick of hearing all this sports and... Uh, this de- the, your defense of Jerry Sandusky was particularly irritating. <laughs> uh, all right. And Dave, you have a... Uh, 
Twitter. Uh, I might join Twitter to get you to Twitter. No. At Dave Rudden. And I host Cheap Podcast. <gasps> Cheap Podcast. Wrestling. We just enjoy the Royal Rumble together. Yeah, yes, you I, can hear more about those escapades. I do have to the latest one. compliment both. That was We'll talk about it on the Cheap Podcast, I'm sure. No, we one have time. talked about we it. Have or maybe about we it. haven't. Maybe we will. We haven't talked about the experience That yet. is one of the most fun times I've ever had. Uh, it was really, really great. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with people in a room and television. Yes. Amazing. It reminded you what it was like to have appointment viewing and to yeah. have friends. Mm-hmm. I'll definitely do that again. We could watch the 30 Rock finale together tomorrow if you want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris? Um, laser Time. Listen to Laser Time. The last two episodes, mm-hmm. I feel, may have topics that will turn people off. You but- worry too much about that. Well, people get back to <coughs> I've never heard of disco. So what? I wasn't born then either. Uh, it's but it's super funny stuff, you know. And, and what's the wait other till one? you hear Yosemite Sam in the disco episode? And the other one was kids sports movies. No, I yeah. was on that one. Kids sports movies. Times. I ha- I hate sports. I hate almost hate sports fandom. I love. Some people were offended that I said Larry Clark. Uh, the thing I said about Larry Clark on that episode. Oh, that he was a. Yeah. Oh, okay, well you'll have. To Let's have him listen to hear what I said about. <laughs> Larry Clark. And then take issue at Hank where. On uh, on Twitter with H at H E N E R E Y G. I couldn't find the Spider Man sound effects. Yeah, We're trying to start up a new show, so please tell tell your friends about Laser Time programming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Um, they're easy to find. They're all on the front page at lasertimepodcast.com. Yes. Donate so. something if you feel like it, and then shop through Amazon. It'll help us out. All right, and we will see you next week on Cape Crisis Excelsior! Excelsior!